Welcome to the Sky Society Podcast, the place where dream careers come true. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Sky Society, Natalie Peters. Prepare for smiles, tears, surprises, and epic takeaways. This podcast is for the ambitious woman who wants it all and wants it real. We're diving deep with relatable and dreamy guests who are showing you what actually matters when it comes to starting and accelerating your career so you can make your dream job your real job. Let's make it happen. We are back with another episode of the Sky Society podcast. And today I am so excited to be chatting with Shama Miller. She is the Director of Business Development and Strategic Partnerships at Bamboo HR. Welcome, Shama. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Me too. We are going to go in through and through all of Shama's career, and she has so much great insight and advice to share with us. But before we jump into all that fun stuff, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So again, my name is Shama Miller, born and raised in the Bay Area in California. Now I live just outside of Sacramento, graduated from UC Berkeley, and then have had a career in marketing in different disciplines of marketing. So excited to dive into that. And outside of work, I I have a husband and a almost 14 year old Chihuahua who is the center of our lives. I thought you were going to say kid. And I was like, you look so young to have a 14 year old kid. (laughs) No, our fur baby is is everything for us right now. Okay, so 14-year-old Chihuahua, adorable. So when we're recording this yesterday, it was Valentine's Day. Did you treat her special for Valentine's Day? We, so we went to our favorite coffee shop and got just salads from the place we love. I think both of us just enjoy taking time to relax. And so nowhere fancy. We took our dog. She came to the coffee shop with us. And we ate in the car and had the best time. (laughs) I love that. I'll say my favorite part all over social media was seeing everyone's dog posts. Of like everyone like showing like how they like whatever they they did stuff, cute stuff for their dogs. So oh, yeah. I always the love true Valentine, that. right? Yes. <laughs> the forever Valentine. <laughs> exactly. So Shama, you are first generation, born in the U.S., and so I want to start off by just talking a little bit about your decision, like at UC Berkeley, to go into business and pursue marketing. And maybe you want to touch on a little bit, like what it was like, yeah, starting out your career and really deciding that like marketing is where I want to go, like despite Um, maybe what your family thought about that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really interesting because culturally, there were a couple career paths that were, were standard, right? And very early on, I would say in high school, I knew that that wasn't the path I wanted to go in. And, you know, I've had a couple individuals who I really, who inspired me, who were entrepreneurs. And so I thought, okay, there's something interesting about the world of business. And I early on tried to just talk to multiple people to see, you know, I know business is really broad, what might be interesting. And what brought me to marketing was, I love how you can be, you know, bring in the analytic component, the creative component, the people component. And so that's kind of what got me into marketing. So actually going in into school, I knew right away I wanted to be in marketing. And it was interesting going into the program at UC Berkeley, where the business programs primarily focused on ABCs, right? So not a lot of people in my class went into marketing. And so that was really unique. You know, folks were taking different electives, but I just dove in and loved all of my marketing electives. And so that 
validated my decision. And then, you know, after my junior year, I did an internship at a, a healthcare tech startup in Palo Alto, where I got to wear a number of different hats. I did some social media, I did some kind of legal audits, I did a whole bunch of things, primarily marketing and some other areas. And that also kind of made me think, okay, I, I know I want to, I want to go into marketing. And from there, I really scoped out roles that were interesting, allowed me to learn different disciplines of marketing, but have stayed in this realm since. Wow. So where's your family from? My family's from India. Okay. So when you moved here and so they had their vision maybe for you of where they wanted you to go. Did you, or like maybe if someone else is struggling and they're in a similar position and they want to go into marketing or a field that maybe is a little bit more non-traditional, but their family's having a difficult time accepting it. Do you have any advice on like how to handle that conversation? Yeah, absolutely. You know how I took it and thankfully my parents were a little more supportive of this. It was really extended family that had a harder time, but how I, how I approached it was just one a sense of respect always like, Hey, I understand where you're coming from. There are certain career paths that means may seem really prestigious in different areas. That is just not me, you know, and as much as I can try, I probably wouldn't even do well in the classes required to, to go in this realm. And really where my heart and my mind is, is a path here. And, you know, kind of saying, this is where I'm going to go. Like, ultimately that's what it came down to that I felt at that point, no one could really stop me from going in the direction I wanted. So it was just about in a very respectful way, conveying like, here's where I want to go. And, you know, I promise I'll be successful because I'm excited about it. Or, yeah, I think the like being direct is obviously a good approach. And I know every family, like some are super supportive and others maybe have a more difficult time. There's definitely a range. I know for me personally, I mean, my fam- my my mom was born outside of the US and my dad was born here so and those are like a cultural reason as to like why pursuing a more creative field was a bad thing but there was definitely just like an older school expectation of like okay if you want to like go make money and a part of me always like a subconscious belief of like oh I can't do that because that is not where I'm going to be more successful in life or did you ever maybe struggle with like the internals part of it maybe not not just what your family thought but like what your own perception of it was too oh absolutely you know I think the career paths that maybe were more traditionally prestigious, you know, that's a a proven way to have a really great life. So sometimes it was kind of like, there are moments where you think, you know, am I doing the right thing? Is this going to work out? But always centering back on, hey, this is where I feel like I'm really excited about the work. And if I'm excited, I know I can make a path out of it. And really trying to always center back on, hey, if you try to do something else, just because it'll make other people happy, like, are you really going to be successful? And frankly, life is both too short and too long to be doing something you don't love. And so there were definitely times where that was challenging, both internally or hearing comments, but just trying to be centered around, hey, this is what I'm passionate about. Let's just accept it and and go do a great job at it. Yeah, because part of it too is being honest with yourself of like, okay, this is, yeah, this is really what excites me and what energizes me. And the other thing I want to, I also want to touch on really quickly is how you mentioned that at Berkeley, how you were like most people in the business school were doing, yeah, accounting, finance. I know international business is like a really big one and marketing just, I feel like never was like a huge thing, or even I was in a business fraternity in college and no one, and it was really pursuing marketing. 
And so, well, I'll do one little shout out to the Sky Society community, which is why I love love, love doing that so much. It's just because it's a place where you feel like, okay, other people are that are very career-driven are also in the marketing field. Like you definitely can find people that have drive and have the same like intellect and ambition as those in those like more traditional business avenues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it was really interesting because I really gravitated towards some of the teachers who were really excited about marketing. And that was one of the reasons where I felt, again, another sense of validation. Like there are people doing really great things who went into this career path. And I love to give back now. Now, anytime I get an opportunity to do a guest lecture for a marketing class, I take it because I want to, if I can inspire at least one person to be like, okay, I love marketing and I want to go try it. Like, that's amazing, you know? And I've seen a shift over there in terms of more people are excited about marketing and hearing about more marketing electives. So I certainly see things shifting. And so we all got to stick together, right? And help inspire other individuals to, to pursue this if this is their passion. I can feel your excitement very much so. So I'm sure you're going to inspire lots of people today to be pursuing marketing, which I love. Okay, so you graduated from Berkeley and pretty soon after that, you went into you went to Cisco and you started there doing partner marketing. Can you tell me a little bit about your time there? Yes, that was a really, really great experience. And it was funny, we they had kind of a, a new hire cohort for marketing. And so I didn't necessarily apply for a partner marketing role, but I applied to be in, in the marketing department. And then we got placed based on just areas of expertise or what they saw in our background. So you know, I got, I learned, I got put on the partner marketing team and and I actually had a sense of panic at the beginning. Like, oh gosh, I have no idea what this means. You know, am I going to be good at this? But it was overall a really great experience. And I think what made it extra great was my manager at the time, who was still a dear friend and a mentor of mine, because not only like, first of all, he enabled me with resources and a mentor internally to learn what it is. So knowing that Hey, if she's an early in career, like partner marketing wasn't part of the curriculum. So let's get you, you know, really understanding partner marketing. But what was also great is he allowed me to go into different disciplines as well. So he's like, here, try event management, try demand generation, try messaging, try content creation, try webinars. All of that was really great. So in a really short amount of time, I felt that even though I sat in partner marketing, I got to do all these different things and found out, you know, what was interesting, what was not, what I was good at. And so, you know, who I worked for and then the team, the marketing team there just really made it an amazing experience. And in the almost five years I was there, I felt like I learned a lot and had a really great foundation that I took with me. Wow. That's incredible. I love that you were able to learn and like touch all the different areas of marketing. I think that's so important when you're starting your career, because it's like the best way to figure out what you don't want to do is to try a bunch of different things. That's when I realized, because like I mentioned before, I first pursued like doctor, lawyer, like that (laughs) avenue. And I did internships for all of those things. And I was like, this is not for me, (laughs) but I wouldn't have known unless I tried it. So I, that's like such a cool opportunity that you were able to start at a company that prioritize that. And it looks like you had a mentor who really championed you to be able to take on those opportunities. We've definitely talked about mentorship before a lot on the podcast, and it's really exciting to see how many guests like talk about how big of a tool it's been for them throughout their career. But one thing I'm curious to hear from you is what do you think makes a good mentor? Because I feel like maybe you're, maybe people are like, I have a mentor or they feel like their boss is a mentor, but maybe they're not like actually living up to like what a, a really great mentor should be. So do you have any, any thoughts there on like, you know, how do you know if you found a really great mentor? 
Yeah. You know, I think the start of that is really defining your objective on what you want from a mentor. And I've had different types. There's some where it's just, hey, I would like a one-time hour-long conversation where I learn about what you're doing, right? And so my objective there is I want to learn everything I can about this discipline. So in that case, a strong mentor would be someone who is able and open to sharing very honestly and providing a even perspective. What is the good and what is maybe the not so great about what they do? But if your objective is long-term, someone who's going to help me navigate my career, someone who will challenge me, someone who will help me point out both my strengths, but areas of opportunities, I would think of that as some, you know, success as someone who then is, is championing you in that way and supporting you in that way. For example, I have a mentor who's, again, I want really honest feedback about, you know, things I'm thinking about, am I thinking about it the right way? So to me, success with that individual is, is that person really sharing very openly what they think and getting me to think, should I should I be looking at a, a situation in a different way? So I think it really stems from defining what you want as success from a mentor. And I think as you're looking for a mentor, it's really important to first think about what do I want to get from this? You know, because then that individual can be prepared to support you in the right way. That's such a good point. Yeah. First defining what do you want? Like, do you, I think there's definitely multiple types of mentors you could have in your life. Like maybe you want someone at the company that's there championing your success and maybe you want someone that doesn't work for the company, but is there to like help you make decisions about where you're, what is the best move for your career? So I think that's a really good way to look at it is like first to decide what do I want and then who can actually help me get that. Totally. And I love how you mentioned that because I think having If you can, a mentor in all those areas is great. It's really helpful to have someone at work, but it's also helpful to have someone outside of work who can provide a really objective view on a challenge you're having or as you're thinking about a next step. So I really like that you pinpoint that because I think all can be really impactful simultaneously and and in different ways. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Shama. So you started as a partner marketing specialist and you moved up to manager, but can you tell me a little bit about what partner marketing entails? Yeah, absolutely. So really partnerships in general are typically an extension of an organization in some capacity. They can help build products that complement yours. They'll help market products. They'll help sell products, et cetera. And so partner marketing, when I think about it, is marketing to these organizations with them and through around either a joint solution or how two organizations work together to add value to a customer experience. So it's a a lot is entailed in that, but what's really fun from my perspective and why I'm still in partnerships is the ability to work with third-party organizations to help solve customer challenges. What you pinpointed there is, I think, super critical. So partner marketing, I feel like has a lot of similarities to influencer marketing. I've done both and they're both very, very fun areas to work in. But I love partner marketing because of that like collaboration, working with an entirely new company. You really get to see a whole, it's like, it's fun because everything always changes and is so different because you're always trying to work with different companies who have different objectives. Right. Uh, I really, that was where I, I started my marketing career and what I was doing before oh, I quit to do, do Sky Society, but I really, really loved it. And I also feel like it's a good way to also maybe like, I mean, I know maybe this wasn't your role when you were working at, at Cisco, but to also like what it's like at other companies or to make connections at other companies and to really grow your network. Absolutely. It's a really easy and quick way, right? Because you're working with so many different individuals and there's some 
marketing roles where you're working with tens of organizations at a time. So what's really fun is you build your network, you get to learn what's working in similar organizations like yourselves, and you can bring things that are working, right? So what I love working with my peers right now, different organizations, and a lot of those discussions are just What's working on your side? How is your team set up for success? How do you work with sales, et cetera? And we share learnings back and forth. That's 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 kind of part of the beauty of this type of role. Wow. So you were there, you did partner marketing at Cisco for about three years. Then you moved up and you became the product marketing manager before leaving for Amazon Web Services. So can you tell me a little bit about kind of what the end was like at Cisco before you just, and maybe why you decided to switch over to AWS? Yeah, absolutely. So it's really interesting. We were actually working with AWS in a partnership capacity at the time. So I started to work with some individuals over there. We started a demand gen campaign. And that's kind of how I got introduced to uh. over there. But my my mentor and who my original boss was at Cisco actually went over there. And so again, power of the network, right? Where he said, hey, there's a role here that I think you'd be a really great fit for. Are you interested? And again, I wasn't really proactively looking, but I thought I've worked with some folks on the team through some co-marketing efforts. You know, my previous boss and mentor and someone I respect a lot is there. Like, I'm going to give this a go. And I love the team. I love the role. And that's really what got, got me to switch. Wow. Amazing. So that mentorship came back full circle. Yeah. Same with the partnership, taking those network connections, doing partner marketing. Exactly. Um, so you, then you went over to Amazon Web Services doing demand generation. Can you explain a little bit about what your role was like there? Yeah. So basically my role there was working with partners to run campaigns that would ultimately help build pipeline. So we were do we we were basically running a webinar engine where we were running webinars and then doing follow-up call blitzes. So bringing our SDR teams together to then follow up on leads. So not only do we bring the leads, but how can we help convert those leads as well? And so that was really fun because it was an effort that was working at scale. And it was really interesting and probably my first time being able to see the connection then with an SDR team on, hey, what do those conversations look like? How do they talk to customers and hand them off to, to a sales rep? So that was my original role at AWS. And, and again, learned a ton and worked with a ton of partners as a part of that. Wow. Amazing. So went from Cisco and at both of these roles like or companies, one of the things I'm seeing as a theme for you is like you got you got promoted a lot. So you kept moving up at each of these. You never really stayed stagnant. Do you have any advice as to like why or how you were able to do that? Like keep getting promoted, keep moving up, because by the time you left Amazon Web Services, you were the senior manager. Yeah, absolutely. So one, I just really love the work I do, and that makes me want to work super hard. But what I will say, and something that I've had to work on over time, is advocating for yourself. So it's not just, hey, doing really great work, but also how do you advocate and show the value of your work to the right people? And then it's making sure and finding champions internally who will help you there, right? So not only is it thinking about, hey, I'm meeting my manager's expectation. Am I meeting my skip levels expectations? Am I meeting my cross-functional stakeholders expectations? And even exceeding all their expectations. So when they're in these conversations, you have multiple people that are championing for you and advocating for your career. So I would say it's just you know, do a really great job at what you do. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself and then find champions. That's really important. And then as you went into this senior 
manager role at Amazon. Did you, or tell me about your experience with imposter syndrome. So I know that's something we kind of like chatted about before we jumped into recording, but with moving up quickly, that had to be incredibly exciting, but did there come, did that come with any fear or imposter syndrome of like, you're going after all these things and you get them and then feeling like, wow, do I really deserve this? So do you ever struggle with any of that? Oh, absolutely. I think it come, it's come and gone throughout my career and I know it's not going to stop. And absolutely, because at that point it was like, all right, the folks who are my peers have a lot more experience than me in the industry, right? And so there were times where it felt like, gosh, should I be here? Did I deserve this promotion? And really what I like to center it on one, and like we talked about before we hopped on, was like, like embracing that, like it's okay to feel that. And it's actually very normal. You know, I was reading a book about imposter syndrome and it made me feel like, okay, at least I'm not the only one who feels this. So that was comforting in itself, but then figuring out, okay, how do I make the space to like feel that? But then how do I make sure I can continue to do what I do best? And part of it is really recognizing what you bring to the table. Like maybe there's folks you work with that have more experience, but I bring something unique to the table that maybe others don't as well, right? And there's a reason I'm here and there's people who saw that I could do the job. And so always trying to come back to like, it's okay to feel that, but remember all these other things and what what got you here. Yeah, fear is definitely, I, I feel like a constant for so many of us, like as you go through, and especially when you're very career driven and, and you're you're moving really quickly and like you, you're achieving a lot of stuff. It's it's hard to escape that imposter syndrome. And especially if you're young and you're moving up quickly, because then there's also the age component of it of like, wow, do I really like do I belong in this room when everyone, you know, looks older or whatever it is for you? I know. I know for me and what you touched on there of like recognizing what you bring to the table is so important. I feel like yeah. for so long, I would just hit a goal, reach a goal, hit another goal, hit another goal, but never stop and be like, I did that. Like, wow. Nice. Like I was able to do that. Like that is like, that is badass. And I feel like maybe even especially as women, we're so quick to compliment like everybody around us, but like very rarely do we like do that for ourselves. And sometimes it almost feels shameful, but I feel like what you said there, it's so important to like take in and be like, I am, I have a lot of value and being secure in that value. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because we're in the performance assessment kind of phase right now. And I was doing performance reviews with a few individuals on my team. And it was interesting how some of them hopped right to like, what can I do better? And I had to say, well, wait, wait, like we will get to that. Absolutely. But let's not forget to celebrate like what we bring to the table as well. And I think it's really important to know like, hey, I have a real strength here and I'm bringing this to the company. So it's really interesting you said that because sometimes we are quick to just think, oh, what, where, where can I be better versus like, no, I have a lot of value to bring in. Yeah, I have strengths. Yeah. But it is uncomfortable. I did it personally where I was, it was harder for me to write that section over where I can improve. <laughs> Which is so crazy. I mean, it kind of goes into, uh, I feel like what, I feel like it's becoming more of a conversation now, just like how a lot of our internal voices are always so negative. And like, you know, we would never talk to other people the way that we talk to ourselves. But I definitely think that making that a practice of like regularly going through and being, you know, taking the time to celebrate those little wins or taking the time to look at your accomplishments helps build your own self-confidence because so many times we rely on that external validation of, of waiting for other people to tell us we're so great instead of us telling ourselves that we're doing a great job. 
Right. Yeah. I, I like having like a kudos folder in my email or in my, you know, on my laptop. So whenever you're feeling like, oh gosh, you know, this is a really challenging time at work. Sometimes it's fun to just go back and be like, well, look how far I've gotten to here are some of the kudos team members have shared or accomplishments I've had, you know, and, and that kind of helps with a little pick me up sometimes on challenging days. Yes, Shama, I'm so glad you said that. So I do the same thing. Similarly, (laughs) so I got to this point with Building Sky Society where I was just like, very unsatiated. I was like, just Mm -hmm. not kind of like what I mentioned of like, not really taking time to be like, wow, what I did is done is so great. And so what we instituted at our company is now whenever someone sends us like a LinkedIn message saying that they love the group, that they listen to a podcast episode, and they loved it. Or one of my, the graduates from Mark Sawrader says like, they got hired and they're, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. they're thankful for, we screenshot it and we put it in the Slack channel. And so that way, like also lets other people around, like see the good stuff. And then also is like a good way to go and be like, to like a reminder of like, okay, good things are happening when you're not feeling so great. And like how many people you're impacting as well, how many lives you're impacting. It's like what you've built is is really amazing. And like we talked about before we hopped on, like it's something to be really proud of. We're, we always know there's work to do and there's more we want to do, but like we should be super proud of what got us to where we are. Definitely. And I, yeah, your idea of having the kudos folder, we, we have like a a little silly internal name for ours, but I think everybody should have a version of that, you know, just yes. in case you're having the tough times, like going in there and being like, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> changing your perspective a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Shama. So tell me now a little bit about your role as director of business development and strategic partnerships at Bamboo HR. Yeah, absolutely. So again, this opportunity came through my network. It's someone that I worked with at at AWS who had moved on to another organization. She had worked with someone previously who was hiring here for partnerships. And so again, I circle back, man, the power of the network. (laughs) And so here, what I'm doing at Bamboo is essentially supporting the growth of our partnerships. So I run two active partner programs right now. And really the goal is how do we grow those to to make an impact on our business and our customers? So I've been here about a year and a half. This is a little bit different than what I've done before. And I was primarily doing partner marketing. And here there is a partner sales and a partner marketing function within this. And so it's been really great to expand my skill set there, lean in in an area that, you know, they used to be my stakeholders and now we're, we're getting to do this. And it's been really, really fun. Yeah, I'm passionate about our mission and excited to, to continue to grow the program. So exciting. Yeah. Can you share, so you're at this director role, so congratulations, first of all, that's an incredible accomplishment. Can you tell me, I mean, so you have this extensive career in partnership marketing. Can you give me maybe some of the you know, the biggest things that you've learned when it comes to partnership marketing? Yeah, absolutely. I will say communication and collaboration is super important, especially when you're working with external organizations. Oftentimes they have different timelines. There's sometimes you're working with partners who may have like kind of a competitive solution to yours. And so really collaboration is super important. Really focusing on the customer is the other big thing. Anytime I think about a partnership, a challenge, what impact is it going to have on the customer? So is it a better together story? Is it, do we need to sell through a partner to benefit the customer? Always centering around customers. I would say those are the two big ones, just the power of collaboration and communication and then being customer centric. 
So if someone is starting out now and they're thinking like, wow, Shama's career is super exciting and looks super cool and I want to do that. Is there any tips you have or any recommendations for someone who's, you know, new and moving up in their career? Yeah, absolutely. I would say just like being curious, you know, if you're in an organization already that maybe has a partner marketing function, going and learning more about it. If you're already in a marketing function, let's say you're running demand gen or some sort of activity, is there an opportunity to think about how to work with partners or bring in partners? Or if it's none of the above, like are there folks on LinkedIn that you find that are in a career like this where you can ask questions? Partner marketing is typically not one of the first marketing disciplines you think about. And so most folks are, you know, willing to to chat about it because it is really a, a cool function. But th- those would be sort of some of my few tips. Amazing. Yeah, I think it is such a fun and, and unique career path. And again, not one that gets talked about a lot. So that's why I feel like this is a really cool episode to like go through and really see like that it is a really fun opportunity to to jump into. Do you maybe have an example of either like a, a partnership that you're doing on now or maybe one of like your favorites that you've done in your career? Yeah, absolutely. I think Again, going back to how partnerships solve customer challenges. So right now, for example, we have our product roadmap and we have our core solution. And there are certain features that, you know, our customers may need that we don't provide right now. So what's really fun for our team in particular is to both find partners, but then work with partners so we can tell a customer, hey, Between us and our partnerships, we provide everything you need from an HR standpoint. And so that's just really fun. So I know it's not one in particular, but it's just the idea of how do we solve customer challenges by working with partners and then building a solution that works together. So let's say you're using two different systems, right? We're in in SaaS. How can we make it a really integrated experience? So let's say you input data in one, it automatically goes into the other. So thinking about solving customer challenges, but then also customer experiences, probably one of one of my highlights and gets me really excited. Yeah, I think partnership mar- marketing is very, very prevalent within the SaaS or like the software tech space, because like what you mentioned, your software can't do everything, right? Building new features is super difficult, but what companies like to do is do integration. So that was what my role was, partner integrations, where yeah. you integrate yeah, with another software so that way you could provide another feature. I always like struggled thinking of a good example of like an, like, cause there's so many in like the business, like B2B world where there's like so many, so much stuff. One of my examples that I always use is like dating apps, how they integrate with Instagram and how that was a partnership and how someone had to like go there, figure out this example of partnership marketing would be, okay, we're going to come out with this integration. There's going to be, you show your Instagram feed in the dating app. What's that going to look like? Where's it going to go? How's it going to be connected? Once it happens, how are we going to communicate this to our current customers? How are we going to market this as a new feature to um, prospects? Yeah. So that whole entire thing, just because I feel like I want to just say that to you, because I feel like not a lot of people maybe understand like what goes into that, but it's super fun. It's super creative. And you get to kind of work behind the scenes on bringing a new feature to life. Agreed. Yeah. One of the examples, I love that one, by the way, I'm going to start using the data. <laughs> one that I love to use is like Apple Health and like all the maybe exercise apps that you use. They partner with so uh... many. Like, hey, did I go for a run and I use Strava? That integrates into Apple Health so I can collectively track like how many calories did my I burn, how many steps did I take, et cetera. And but to your point, it's just showing like 
how two solutions can kind of come together and enhance a customer experience. Like that's really the core of it. And it's super exciting. Yes, definitely. Okay, Shama, well, do you have any other advice for women in marketing who are starting out in their careers? And I mean, even outside of partnership marketing, is there anything maybe that you wish you would have known or advice you want to give to to other women? Yeah, I would say the one thing I would I wish I would have known earlier on is to like be bold and be curious. You know, if there's something you're interested in, like ask, ask about it, find folks on LinkedIn, find folks in your network who may be able to shed some light. Like most of people are wanting and willing to help most of the time. And I used to be a little bit shyer about proactively reaching out. And it's something I wish I did more of like, just go find folks on LinkedIn and reach out. What's the worst that's going to happen is you probably don't get a response, but on the off, you know, if you get a response, you can find a, a friendship, a future connection, a mentor, et cetera. So I would just say, be bold and be curious. I love that. Yeah. Be bold. I feel like that kind of goes along with being, you know, we're combating our imposter syndrome. We're stepping outside of our comfort zone. We're pursuing what we want, even if our family or anyone else doesn't think that it's the right thing, because yeah. it's definitely going to be worth it and pay off in the long run. Absolutely. And know the value you bring, right? We all yeah. bring a unique skill set to the table. Yes. Amazing. All right, Shama. Well, thank you so much for going through your career journey and sharing all that advice and tips. This was such a great episode. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was a ton of fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also join our private LinkedIn group for women in marketing. It's called Sky Society Women in Marketing, and you are welcome to join us on LinkedIn. And you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at skysociety.co for more information on all things marketing and career. And I'll see you in the next episode.